talent and hard work is the absolute minimum. If someone says, yeah, but I work really hard, like that doesn't mean very much because everyone works really hard. Welcome to Artist Talk Central, where we ask artists about their dreams and journeys and challenges and struggles. I'm your host, Buddy, and a bit of a weird friend, Sharice. Let's get right into it. Maybe this is my training back in musical theater days. It's like when you perform, sometimes you like look just a little bit above the audience so that you don't feel like it's, it's as closed off. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. also to perform the same way irrespective of how they respond even if the audience doesn't realize how much of an impact they have on you mm-hmm. like I feel like what's really interesting and probably you'll notice from experience is people who perform really really well and like give the impression of they have, of them having really good energy I think it's um it's something that's learned through experience if you can make something look graceful that's true and effortless it's like it takes a lot of effort to look effortless. Yeah. So it takes a lot of effort to also sometimes communicate that you're having fun. Yeah. And to make it infectious. So actually, that doesn't really answer your question about <laughs> the Hong Kong audiences. But I feel like I've been fortunate and there's been a mixed bag. Some people are going to be more shy, but it always helps to have a friendly face in the audience. And over time, I've had people who really repeatedly come to my shows. And they're always the best cheerleaders. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. About the eye contact thing. I actually try to have more eye contact because I don't know how. I, I try to be like more intimate because a lot of my songs are very much storytelling and I really want to like, you know, pour my heart out. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time to tap into that mentality of like the song yeah, and to like, yeah. So sometimes, even though I do try and look, you know, look above and beyond, but sometimes I do try to like have individual eye contact to you know, show them that, you know, here I'm talking to you, I'm delivering this song to you. Um, but yeah, do you have any tricks in terms of like, oh, how to like con- connect with the audience or how, how do you present yourself when you perform? Like what mindset do you have? Oh my goodness. I feel like a lot of it happens unconsciously. Yeah. It ha- yeah. A lot of it happens unconsciously. Right. Yeah. But maybe I'll clarify, like when you look kind of open on you know like kind of that way to the exit sign all the way at the back well <laughs> maybe it's better phrases I actually do a lot of eye contact during my shows but when I'm positioning my body I just feel like open so it's more like maybe I won't look above their heads because it's a little bit different right like on a on a stage stage or versus like if you're on the same level or if there's a small platform but then in terms of eye contact I think that's definitely one of those not tricks but like definitely helps to connect and sometimes people are very overwhelmed by it. But most of the time, like they're just like, yeah, they're <laughs> just like, oh my gosh, so much eye contact. <laughs> but sometimes they respond really well to it. And so, yeah, I guess that's not really a trick. And then in terms of going on stage, I feel like the preparation really happens before the show. Or I have to tell myself and trust myself that I've worked to get to this point. So when I'm on, when I'm on stage... I try to remind myself to enjoy it because it is so fast. It always goes by so quickly. And every time right before I go on stage, I know I get really nervous. And it doesn't matter how many times I've performed in my life. It's just knowing that, okay, this is how I feel every single time yeah, before I go on the stage. It, you, know? you care yeah. about it a hundred percent. And it's just knowing that it's okay to feel that way and then still go up and do your thing. And that afterwards you'll feel relief. Yeah. I mean, I do try that 
like telling yourself that you know you you're here because you know of your ability and you definitely deserve that space on stage to take up that space i think that's a really like good thing to, to tell yourself very often it's but like, it's hard it's it hard it's hard. tricky it's hard like sometimes you know everybody feels like they're not worth it even like the best people 100 that self-doubt is very much real yeah guys don't doubt yourselves you're great um, or you can doubt yourself and know that we all do too <laughs> <laughs> either way mm-hmm when you were growing up, like, how, how was that to you? Did you always know that you were going to, you know, do something up, like uh, music? Or was it always like, I'm going to hide it until... That's the thing. I, I feel like I never really hit it. So I did a bunch of musical theater. I performed, but it was all... It was just part of a hobby. It was something I did as a hobby. Mm, and yeah. But it was very much part of my ad- identity. People in high school knew me that way as someone who would sing. And I was very involved. I did a cappella in college. And Northwestern Troublemakers, by the way. <laughs> what a name. I think actually that name from Pitch Perfect was taken because one of the writers or somebody, fact check this, uh-huh. came from Northwestern. Okay. But anyways, I, I feel like the pressure that I put probably was partially on myself. I'm, I mean, I come from a family where education was very much clearly prioritized. Mm-hmm. A lot of my cousins, incredible. They're like MD, PhDs, you know, that's neurosurgeries, a lot of, Asian, a lot of yeah, there's lawyers, <laughs> yeah. yeah, software engineers, you name it, like very well, like studied individuals. And I, and I actually, you know, I enjoyed school. Like I enjoyed writing. I enjoyed mostly math sometimes, not really, but I really enjoyed learning. And I just felt like academically, that's something that I really enjoyed experiencing as well so for me I just felt like it was something that I wanted to continue figuring out I actually wanted to work for the WHO at one point I thought I would go into law and then because I did some work in asylum law during college and I just thought that was going to be me and then just life just you know meanders you and throws you back out and so I never hit it but I felt like I hit it to myself about its level of importance to me yeah I think because now you do uh, things parallel, right? I so do, they're I like both going parallel. on together. Um, is Are you hoping to do that, you know, in the near future or? I feel like I'll take it as it comes. So yeah. far, I feel I actually just wrote something about this yesterday on a Medium article because I came back from a performance conference in Amsterdam that I was just telling you about. And I had the opportunity to speak about cross-border web performance. Mm-hmm. And I just had this thought that Actually, my experience performing on stage contributed to me presenting on stage and the work that I put into researching for my work, my, my work in tech, contributes to how I think about music and how I structure and build this startup of mine that is now my independent record company, right? And so I probably will keep doing it in parallel until a fork in the road suggests otherwise. But it's it's so far been complimentary, even though a lot less sleep involved. Yeah. There is no sleep. There is no time for sleep. <laughs> Who needs sleep? I definitely do. <laughs> I love my sleep. I mean, that, there is no one right one way, right? You can you can do one thing, two things, three things. I mean, as long as you can handle it. I mean, you know, life can just take you wherever, and there should be no restrictions. You know, and whatever you please. In terms of struggles, you know, and challenges, were there anything that you did not expect that came your way when you started this career? It almost feels like a moving target. What I have to say is like when I first started releasing my own music, my first challenge was just to put something out there. But once you put something out there, then you want to level up. You want to do more. You want to do better. 
And I think the next challenge then was to build a team, like the team I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to build now. And then the moving target now was like, what's next? Like, how do I reach the right people? How do I communicate myself better? How do I do social media better? Because that is a whole hustle. And like things like this, fantastic. I respect you so much for doing it because it's a lot of work. The biggest challenge I have is, is again, being able to share. The music is actually more of the easy part, if I were to think about it, versus this whole... That is actually true. It's true, like The right? promoting and marketing thing. That's, that's, like, that's really that's challenging. Tough. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's a skill set that I wholeheartedly respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, you, but now you have a team to do marketing and promoting. No, for you? that's all me. That's all you. So I do have a distribution artist, company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But the distribution company um, that I work with, you know, I do have someone in the team mm-hmm. who I, I try to nudge and be like, help me out here. Yeah. Like, how's it going? But it's mostly myself. And yeah. it's just as most, the tips that I really get are to make more content. I sometimes find it hard to promote on Instagram because that's what I mainly try to promote on. But you sometimes it like either flops or. I just don't know how to get it to a wider audience. Do you know? No, no. I haven't figured that out <laughs> We're entirely. We're trying to figure that out. It's like a paradigm shift kind of like, because I don't know, sometimes I wonder if, if people can get so much free content, you know, online, why would they ever really come out to like watch an artist? I was wondering if that would actually become like a problem for like artists to make money. But That's actually, a really good challenge. maybe not. I don't know. I don't it's know. a very different experience. Yeah. It's a very different experience to mm-hmm. hear it you know, scrolled on your phone versus interacting with the humans on stage. I think I still prefer performing live. As you can tell, I've been, I have been watching a lot of videos on like marketing and promoting and being an independent artist. And I'm just kind of like relaying what I've researched. Um, You can find like a niche and so that, you know, the algorithm can like log you in and do it regularly. And supposedly that works, but I've never managed to make enough material to go past one month. So I have tried, I've recorded like a bunch of like singing videos because I've heard that like um, consistency helps. So I use the same background, the same like kind of setting. So every time it looks the same, but then after one month, I not, not burnt out, but it just kind of gets very exhausting, mm. you know? So I don't know how has like, something has it worked? Would you say no? <laughs> but they did say it takes more than a month, which I do believe. It's just that I didn't have the energy to constantly put out content. You know what I mean? Yeah i I don't know if I I've also watched you know a bunch of videos and I've tried to do a bunch of research myself into what works and I think the algorithm is always ever changing and it's mysterious. <laughs> but for me as a consumer. I feel like the accounts that I resonate with most are the ones that feel very authentic to the person who's putting that content out. So I think Instagram went through multiple phases, right? In the beginning, the whole concept of Instagram is you can take a photo, put some filters on it, make it look prettier than real life and put it out. And then from there, it kind of morphed into something where everything became super produced. I don't know if you noticed, like there was, you know, accounts that had perfect gorgeous photos professionally taken mm. videos like and then instagram models kind of yeah instagram yeah. models and things like that everything was picture perfect basically yeah. mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden i feel like over time it's kind of morphed into accounts that frankly feel like you know you're just on your phone taking something no filter no, hashtag no filter yeah, was a yeah. thing and it was very up close and it felt very personal mm-hmm. and i think those accounts you know also doing really well are the ones that i enjoy personally so Perhaps it's kind of somewhere in between. Like you need, and this is, you know, a conjecture that I'm trying to put content that feels real to me and I'll put out what 
obviously I'm going to try my best and be consistent about it, but I'm going to put out whatever I have to share in a way that feels honest. Mm -hmm. And I also have a really good friend of mine who mentioned that she takes secret pleasure when not a lot of people like her posts. Really? Because it's like almost to a point, it's like, huh, I did something that wasn't for the sake of someone else. And I really like that thought because it should, in order for something to be sustainable, I feel like you have to enjoy it or to be able to work with it. You don't have to fully enjoy it all the time, but just like most of the time. Yeah. I, well, I've been told actually that that you can't really make a living out of just singing English songs. Like people have told me, oh, you really shouldn't do that because, you know, in Hong Kong, it's just not possible. I don't know. Do you have like a perspective on this? I really don't like it when people say it's not possible. Uh, I, I really like don't like that. Yeah. I like her. <laughs> really? I was like, is it really though? Or is it because you're just like passing on information? Is it and impossible for you or is it impossible for me? Is it? Yeah. Have they done it? Mm-hmm. Is my question. Have they tried? Yeah. And sometimes some things are not possible. I mean, if yeah. you told me to fly right now, I really, again, yeah. <laughs> I don't like you telling me it's not possible, but I get it. <laughs> but I think in terms of being an artist, yeah. there are different ways to do it. It's like I, I have a full-time job and it's a lot of work, but a lot of musicians have full-time jobs too. Mm-hmm. They might be session musicians, producers, top liners, songwriters, mm-hmm. and it might not be them as an artist. Like I do think sometimes... As an artist, it's your face, it's your voice, it's your personality, it's your brand, right? And sometimes you have to do things that's behind the scenes because it conflicts with who you are trying to present with as an artist. Mm -hmm. And so I think there are ways because, I mean, granted, there are ways, but if their question was whether you could make a living purely writing, singing, and performing English songs in Hong Kong, Mm -hmm. like if it was that specific... They're mm. probably right to some mm. degree that it's yeah. a really low likelihood. Yeah. But if you're creative and you find a different way to make it work for you. Yeah. I mean, you can also sell your craft, you know, all this like songwriting skills or like production skills. You can always, you know, get paid for those things right. and not just, you know, because like being being an artist, you can you're not only an artist yourself. You can also like do a bunch of different things. Yeah, I think so. It's 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 not limited to that. Maybe you're, for example, like you could be writing podcast questions and you could be editing papers for people because you're fluent in English, which may Mm -hmm. be a strength. Mm -hmm. And finding different avenues to make it work for you. Yeah, that's a fun thing about it, right? There's like so many different possibilities and things you didn't know like a week ago. And yeah, I really, I really want to figure out how to be. Everyone wants to figure this out, but Mm -hmm. how do you be the unicorn? And I feel like when I listen to artists I really respect, like talent and hard work is the absolute minimum. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost, if someone says, yeah, but I work really hard, like Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean very much because everyone works really hard. Yeah. So it's like talent and hard work is the minimum. Everything else is like what you can do with yourself. Okay. That's kind of what I'm, I mean, this is all realizations that I've been Mm -hmm. having, but I think, yeah, making sure you're working hard. What is what is it for you, you know, exactly. to make it as an artist? Oh, that was the question. But I was like agreeing with I don't the know, overall leading question. Up to it, yeah. <laughs> leading up to it. Mm, I think I would like to be someone who can continue to... I like writing songs that feel like they represent someone else's emotions as much as they do mine. Mm-hmm. Like I want to write... I mentioned this earlier, but I want to write for me, but I also want to write for the listener. 
And I think for me as an artist, I want to be able to continue to do that, yeah. to write better songs, to perform and connect with more people. Because mm -hmm. music for me is really, truly, it sounds so cheesy, but it's really about connecting yeah. with someone else and also connecting with my own emotions. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm also like notoriously bad at crying. Okay. So like I cry through my music because I, I think I have really dry tear ducts. Like it's actually a physical thing. Uh -huh. I'm addicted to eye drops, you know, okay. so eye drop brands, you know, <laughs> hydrogel is where it's at. But in link terms down of, below. Yeah, link down below. <laughs> I think you can get them everywhere, but like oh. the prescription, but granted, <laughs> I think, sorry, where I got distracted. What was I saying? Uh, crying, crying yeah. connecting. <laughs> so what do I want to be as an artist and what are my goals? Mm. So I think... I kind of set goals year by year. Okay. I want to be able to create more music that continues to connect with more people mm -hmm. and the mediums in which I connect, I'm open to exploring. Yeah. So maybe I want to hit up a really large festival and try that out next mm -hmm. year somewhere at some point. I want to collaborate with international artists yeah. from different places mm -hmm. to create a sound that feels, again, like a partnership, a collaboration. Mm -hmm. I want to create music that I can dance to. So yeah. I think it's just deepening my sense as an artist and expression. Yeah. And at like, you know, in my death, I'd like to be able to look back and say, I really tried. I really, really tried. Yeah. And I really tried and I really put myself out there. Mm -hmm. And I was true to myself at that point in mm -hmm. time. Because mm -hmm. we change. <laughs> we can talk a little bit more about the music scene in Hong Kong and how that was for you. You know, any um, I... support from the local community and... I'm thankful for my friends. Yeah. I just have to say, I'm so thankful for my family, for my friends. Mm -hmm. It's like, I feel like I'm giving an acceptance speech. Thank you for my family. Thank <laughs> you for my friends for this award. Because I think what I'm, the first thing I thought was, sometimes I feel both like an insider and outsider. When I'm in the US, I feel super Asian. When I'm here, sometimes I feel very westernized. And it's, mm. it's one of those situations where, like I just have to accept that that's part of who I am. Yeah. And in terms of the local community, in terms of musicians, like I definitely have people who are spearheading and love my music and are supporting me. I just probably won't be mainstream Canto artist. Yeah. That's just naturally I understand even from their perspective because I'm not putting out regular content. I'm not doing podcasts as much. I've yeah. done a few in Cantonese, but it's just not what I'm putting out there. And so mm -hmm. probably not what they see. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of support, I would always love to have more support. I want people who are spearheading and rooting for me because I need that. Yeah. You know, I can only do so much for myself. And if you, that's actually what I've been saying to people. It's like, if you find an artist, any artist, maybe me, that you want to support, like ask them yeah. how you can support them. Mm -hmm. I really, and I have plenty of ideas of ways that they can do it. It's just, for example, I, for example. So I think it's just to be able to share, literally share my music or when I have an event to five friends, like people yeah. you want to go with yeah. mm -hmm. at the worst case scenario, even if I'm horrendous, which I don't think I would be mm -hmm. if they like me, then they'd have a good time with their friends. It's yeah. a social event. Mm -hmm. Um, Inviting people and introducing me to new people and new yeah. ears is so helpful. Yeah, sharing your reels or like, you know, hit, just hitting that like... It's I one don't button. Know, the algorithm says now to hit the, not the share the button, save? but the... Was it the copy uh, link button? Oh, interesting. Apparently. I oh. don't know. Apparently Let's it try works. That. You can, can try. A-B test it. <laughs> you can try on mine, I'll try it on yours and see <laughs> which link, one goes up. Copy yeah. link. Copy link. Exactly. Um, but yeah, supporting... 
each other. I mean, it's always nice to have a, like a really good support system because my mom, thank God for my mom, she's also very supportive and That's my amazing. sister as well. And so far, they've came to all of my shows. Like, oh. and I know that my sister because she's still in secondary school and she's really really busy, but she still comes. And my mom lets her come because when I was her age, my mom would have been like, "Nope, study." It's a second um, sibling. Yeah, they're always. Mm. Uh, are you, do you have any siblings? I have a younger sister. Okay, so yeah. you're also the older sister. I am. Yeah, you give the vibe of older sister. Oh, really? No, you do, uh. yeah. I feel very <laughs> safe around you. Like oh, when you're that's like, such a like a big sister. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That is, yeah, I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any advice you would like to give to people who are thinking of starting an independent music career or just people who need the support in general? I would say that there are so many resources out there Mm -hmm. that is probably easier than ever to put your own music, to create your own music and put it out there. The barriers that used to exist probably are there. They're still there, but Literally, if you have a laptop or you just have your phone mm-hmm. and you have free software like GarageBand, you can do so much. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I would say even with the Internet, you can connect with professional musicians. You can reach mm-hmm. out and ask people questions. And that's something I'm, I'm personally working on, too, is I want to look for mentors who, who can mm-hmm. guide me in this space. So advice is just start. Just do something. Yeah. And even if it's horrible, that should be expected. It's like the first time you're riding a bike. Yeah. You shouldn't expect yourself to be perfect the first mm-hmm. time. And we put so much pressure on ourselves to be. Mm-hmm. I, I know I do, right? So I would say just do it is yeah. definitely number one. Number two is to be strategically hopeful. Strategically hopeful. I think if you feel like you've already given up on society and community and like opportunities in music in general, those opportunities will never be presented to you. Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't even see them when they come your way. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's like if if someone would be like, I would love you to uh, perform at this so-and-so gig. And Mm -hmm. then you already dismiss it as, oh, they won't like me. That opportunity you took away from yourself. Self-sabotage. Self-sabotage. So, yes, just do it. Try not to self-sabotage and stay hopeful in that regard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very good advice. Very oh, good thanks. advice. Um, <laughs> thank you, Joya. And her EP is coming out on November 17th. How many songs are there? There will be seven. Seven songs? Seven songs. Yeah. And they're all, I'm, I'm sure they're all going to be great. Thank is Credit so going to be in it? Of course it is. Yes. Credit is Stream and credit. the MV. <laughs> MV's coming out too oh, on the yeah, 18th. I saw, I saw the wink. The wink. <laughs> the wink. <laughs> you seem like a very like optimistic, joyful person. I on. hope I stay that way. I mean, yeah. I have my this days. It's in the name, Joya. It's in the so, name. It's, yeah. in the, <laughs> it's in the name. Anyways, thank you so much for uh, tuning into our podcast this week and see you next week. See you. Bye. <laughs>